Today's guest is the executive director of Folly Fest, which is located in the village of Gagetown, New Brunswick, and which takes place on June 28th to the 30th. And on today's episode, we talk about all things Folly Fest, past, present, and future. So put your hands together for Paul McAllister. up oh just plugging away all sorts of stuff is happening you know we're uh I'm, I'm here with shannon um in the office today and we've got all sorts of projects we're we're launching and, and you know it's it's that time of year it's crunch time so when you say you got projects launching is that uh is that folly related right now or do you got other things on the go well yeah i mean i got a few other things on the go but uh folly is definitely 100 percent well, let's say 90% focus right now. Uh, there are a few Herman things that are kind of, I'm trying to get out of the way before Folly Fest kind of really takes over for the rest of the month. But um, yeah. today's list is definitely heavy, heavy on Folly. Yeah, two weeks away. So you're probably pretty hey, two, cr- crunch time. Two weeks and 12 hours, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> get it right. Yeah. Yeah, those 12 hours matter. Big time. Yeah. So what exactly is your role with Folly Fest? Uh, I guess if you want to give me a title, I would be the executive director. Okay. So what, yeah. what's involved in that title? Uh, so it's, it basically, uh, there was a core group of us that started Feels Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and over the years, um, they, like, you know, myself, and there was Courtney, uh, and Mumble and and a fellow named John Dennis, our mysterious graphics guy, and mm-hmm. and, a, and a fellow named Gil, who was part of an art collective that uh, I'm part of called the Big Three. And over the years, they've all kind of like taken a step back, and I haven't. And so that's mm-hmm. what that basically entails: is that I'm still just plugging away on it. Uh, and there's a whole like there's a bunch of fresh new blood. We have like a really strong board of like 12 people, new people joining all the time. Um, we have uh, two great summer employees, uh, Abby and Shannon, and then Penny Stevens works for this too. Um, so, I mean, it's a really, really solid crew and it's, it's fun to watch it evolve. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. So you've been involved with Folly Fest since day one, eh? Since day one, yeah. It was, um, there was a, it was a core group of us that came up with the idea of, uh, promoting a festival um to sell beer <laughs> that works well it works great but it was so i mean to to give to explain that a bit more um when feels good started uh, we were working very closely with pickaroons uh and they were supporting all of our uh visual arts and music events uh and they um offered to do a contract group uh the feels good and pure pilsner um 
and to promote the brew we were like this is great how are we going to promote it what should we do i was like we should do a um like a, a local collection of local bands like a cd and give it away with the four packs and it's like oh that's a great idea how are we going to get the music for the cd to give away with the four packs well why don't we throw a festival and record the festival hmm. and that's where folly fest came from so the first folly fest you recorded the entire festival Oh no, that never happened. Oh, perfect. <laughs> that just so, like we just kind of got so focused on throwing a festival that we right. completely forgot about recording it at all. Uh, we only started recording <laughs> Follies um, like maybe six years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So that was the original idea, but it just kind of took off and grew so quickly that it took a back burner as the idea. Yeah, well, it was it was more the first year. It was just like, um, you know, there's there's the classic mindset when you go into throw a festival that, um, well, not that it's easy, but that you can do it and not lose your mind. Right. <laughs> You're like, yeah, you know, it's going to be hard work and everything, but uh, at the end of the day, we'll get it done. And a couple hundred people <laughs> show up, and we'll have a great party in a field or something like that. And, uh, right. That is not how it goes the first time you try to do it, especially if you have no experience. So it's not just putting up a stage and throwing a band on it? Oh, goodness, no. So we were, <laughs> um, we were so caught up with the technicalities, and we were doing it on Crab Mountain, uh, which right. is a snow hill, so the insurance was way more complicated, and there was a hurricane and, and uh, all this crazy stuff that we had no plan for and no idea how to handle so uh the idea of recording folly festival it's amazing we even got pictures um, <laughs> yeah like it was like the fact that the the tent didn't fly off the hill was right. uh you know just pure pure luck right. um, and and the fact that pick rooms then said all right let's try it again after it was like i mean to be honest the first folly fest was a catastrophic failure as far, right. as far as you can think, like financially, um, <laughs> weather-wise, just, you know, people had fun that were there, but there was probably 40 people there, you know? Yeah. And then they said, okay, well, no, you, you do it again. And, and so we did it again. And, um, so it worked out really, really well because the, the Feels Good Imperial Pilsner as a contract brew essentially paid for the loss of Folly Fest. So people that were drinking the feels good beer were fueling the festival, which was a really cool kind of full cycle thing, right? It was, it was really mm -hmm. neat. Yeah. So that was kind of the inspiration to keep it going. Like, even though it, like you said, it kind of failed and was a flop the first year you were able to keep it going after that because of just the, the spirit of it. Well, yeah, I mean the, I, I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, you know, you know me, and you know, I'm Mumble and and, and Courtney, and and uh, we're all really, really stubborn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so we don't we don't give up on stuff easy, and we kind of keep our head down and keep going and keep going, and and uh, you know, it's it has been like a long trudge. You know, like festivals aren't an easy thing to get into, but it's just such a good community. And the feeling you get on the festival ground, seeing everyone smiling and happy to see each other is like just so invaluable that we all just like 11 years later, we're all still doing it. Yeah. It's kind of like a passion project in a friend's family reunion type event. 
exactly and every year like so like we've we've essentially hit like our sweet spot i think for for like attendance it's you know it's still got a really good community feel but it's still big enough to be like all right this is a, this is an event this is happening um mm -hmm. and the one thing that's happening is we're seeing our core organizer group grow and grow and grow like the more people that have been going for years are saying like you know what i want to pitch in this year and i want to lend hands and and um and so we're getting a lot more of those and a lot like if you talk to tanya beers we're at like 90 percent return volunteer kind of thing it's it's great it's really it's really nice that's awesome so at the start you mentioned how it sort of started with feels good so can you explain just for a second what exactly feels good is? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so feels good. Um, originally, back in the in the dawn of social media, uh, feels good was a site we decided to start here in the Maritimes as a networking site for musicians and artists. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was the big three, the collective, uh, which is four of us, um, two of which are out in Montreal doing their own amazing thing with cooking and etc. And then both Dennis and I are still here in Fredericton. Um, but the idea was we would do this uh, and because we were artists and we loved going to festivals and we all of our friends were musicians and we wanted to take part in some ways. So we asked if we could start painting on stage with them. Uh, and so we started painting on stage and we were like, we should figure out a way to network this more. So we started feels good. Uh, so artists put up their art, musicians put up their music, and then connected about like album arts and all this fun stuff. And uh, for about five years, I'd say the website was the main focus. Mm -hmm. uh, and the events we did was to celebrate the content of the website. But as Facebook became the Walmart-esque giant it is today all other social media platforms so it slowly got um like sucked into it so that's why you know now feels good is on facebook just because no one goes to any other site and you know yeah not not exactly not, obviously people do but you know you know what i mean um not really yeah well so like, <laughs> yeah well a lot of people just kind of like spend their day browsing and, and browsing on on the one site it's where you get your content right like mm -hmm. news and stuff and, and and you do see a shift happening today with the with the evils of the the big corporation slowly being exposed but you know right anyway we're getting a little off topic <laughs> <laughs> we can get back to that cool yeah i, I do find it fascinating you know it's, it's an interesting thing it really mm -hmm. is yeah big time um so yeah that's that's kind of how feels good started uh as we kind of went along you know maybe six months into it mumble uh who um plays in a number of of bands around the province and and i met him in st andrews and he decided to get involved and courtney uh hopped on board for the first uh, few events and um and we have been doing all of our events except for the house party every year for the last 11 years uh which is just wild to think of especially when you think of you know what what happens in, in a decade you know like that mm. we're all still plugging away at this it just baffles the mind yeah and you guys do the christmas party and like yeah, how many have, how many different events are there well i mean our big events there's like the feels good christmas party uh the feels good bond spiel uh, we used to do the Feels Good Houseboat Party, but we uh, stopped doing that due to logistical, um, you know, danger yeah. issues. Um, 
and then we do other events around like last summer we did the pavilion series down at the art gallery um this year we're looking to do some stuff around the village through the through the uh, summer we're doing a woodstock 50 year anniversary show um so we work with a feels good orchestra which is like a compilation of Fredericton musicians um and we do anniversary shows uh, every couple of years when like a big one comes up uh, so we did like the last waltz uh the farmers right. waltz all the, a few years back and this year's woodstock um so i mean it's usually we're doing something on a monthly basis we do like uh folly presents shows at Stanley's wharf and halifax and so you know we're um it's kind of like the standard um very similar to the shivering songs layout very similar to the paddle fest setup kind of thing yep mm -hmm. so where did the name folly fest come from <laughs> so um in the first interview well in the first discussion with sean dunbar uh at pickaroons mm -hmm. um talking about the festival and we pitched the idea to him and his response was you know sure why not every year my accountant has something called Dunbar's Folly, which is a project which is just ridiculous. So mm -hmm. this will be Dunbar's Folly for 2009. And so we got <laughs> home, we all looked at each other and we're like, so Folly Fest? Folly Fest? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No question. Like, wasn't even, it instantly we knew that it was going to be called Folly Fest. Yeah. And you awesome. know there's another Folly Fest? Yeah, is that overseas or something? Yeah, in the UK. Yeah, I saw that. I saw actually. I think I saw Folly Fest post about it. How it's mm -hmm. your sister festival? Yeah, the ones. Uh, it's amazing because people get them confused quite often, uh, and they've been going for a similar amount of time as we have. So uh, we've really kind of uh, we're, we're buds now. It's neat. They're like, "You should come." <laughs> like, well, it's pretty close after Folly Fest, and I imagine ours is pretty close to yours. So I don't know if that's ever going to work. Yeah. It, would it be similar scales population wise or do you know do you know much about it it's a completely different animal it's like a, in a it's like in a uh town i think like kind of like a street festival um run by a very different group of people seems like more like uh older middle-aged professionals that do this for fun kind of thing not that we don't do it for fun um right. And then it's like kind of linked in a historical aspect as well. Um, so, I mean, it looks like it'd be really fun to go to, but it's a totally different festival. Yeah, if you go there expecting New Brunswick Folly Fest, you're going to be shocked. Yeah, you will. I mean, if you're going to expect Folly Fest, chances are you probably won't be disappointed because you're probably just going to roll with whatever happens. Right. Um, but uh, that makes sense. It will be a surprise for sure. <laughs> so with our folly fest for like future plans do you do you guys have any growth ideas or like where do you see folly in five years would you say well i mean we want to keep the crowd i mean maybe you know if a couple extra hundred people show up that's great but we want to keep the crowd about where it is but it's all mm -hmm. about adding new things and making the festival that is there that much you know just enriching it right so yeah. uh, for example you know we have our folly awards that we do the campsite awards uh we um we do like different types of awards for the best cleanest campsites and we you know uh, give out drink tokens for for uh like good deeds and and we you know we really we really try to push the festival like community vibe really 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 hard and this year right. uh we came up with this really fun idea 
and we're going to do a folly spa. What is it? A folly spa. <laughs> okay, do explain. Yeah, so I was just pausing for dramatic effect there because I think of course. Exciting. So uh, the folly spa, yeah. <laughs> I can uh, I can even add in more time if you want. Yeah, no, that was I think it was perfect. The beat we had like the thing. <laughs> thing. What? Good, good. Uh, yeah, the folly spa. So um, when you're thinking of how to improve a festival, you're thinking of what is wrong at a festival. And come Sunday, what is wrong is people are super grungy. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, even if you're swimming the whole time, and we do have stop showers, so I'd say on average, it's probably less grungy than, you know, say, like, a random field where you don't have access to water for, for days. Um, right. But with this, uh, you can get your shower in the morning, but then if you want to freshen up, you can go in, you can get your makeup touched up, you can get full festival makeup done. We're going to have a registered massage therapist there. Uh, we plan on having, uh, we're going to have someone doing hair. Uh, and then we're going to have like a station in there. And it's going to be a nice kind of like area where it's going to be nice and soothing and relaxing. And we're going to have a station in the middle. That's a freshen up station. And essentially, anybody can go in, throw down five bucks, and we'll have like bamboo, organic baby wipes to freshen up, you know, the, the freshen upables and, uh, and gum right. and, and tampons and pads and condoms. Uh, and like uh, sunscreen and, and aloe and, and baby powder, you know, like all this stuff that's, that's just really would come mm -hmm. in. You can roll in, freshen yourself up and, and hit the rest of the evening feeling, feeling just fine and ready to go. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, I, <laughs> we're pretty excited. It's a pretty funny, pretty funny project. And I mean, we came up with it in the middle of the winter kind of just trying to come up with ideas to do different things. And we've kind of just put it uh, with Abby and Shannon and they've just been running with it and finding all sorts of really great connections for, for, for local estheticians and, and, and hair. And, and it's going to, I think it's going to be really neat to see. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there anything else new this year that like of note? Well, there's the Grand Theft bus live uh, recording. Right. So that I, did, I did want to talk about that. Yes, that is uh, something that we've always, speaking of recording, making a record at Folly Fest. Right? Mm -hmm. um, no, it's uh, it, Graham from the bus came to us with the idea. Uh, when we were like, hey, would you guys be interested in playing? You know, like last time we played the main stage, it got rained out, and that was a few years back. So it's always nice to have you always bring a really amazing party. And he's like, well, they only play occasionally now and when they play they want to have like a, they, they want to have play for a reason they want to just play to play they like you know they're at the point now where they've been playing for almost 20 years or maybe even more i don't know and yep. you know it's so they love folly fest um but they always put on a great show there so um he had the idea of recording the set and doing a vinyl album because uh, they haven't done anything in vinyl and we thought it was a really great opportunity for that so uh we we decided to do it and help them out with it. So basically, what's happening is feels good is producing it. So okay. we're we're looking after all of that, and and then um, they're doing two sets: one on the main stage and one on the yippee stage. Uh, yippee stage Saturday night, main stage Sunday. Uh, so okay. Just to make sure we have a lot of good content, a bunch of new stuff, a bunch of classic stuff, uh, and then after that, we're gonna 
you know, you know, send it in and, and do all the things you do and and have it pressed and ready for uh, the Christmas season. But uh, yeah, so the idea is to like really get it because it's going to be really cool, right? Like, yeah, one uh, to catch the hope, you know, knock on wood, hopefully catch the spirit of Folly Fest in the recording itself. Uh, which is always so hard to describe after you've left the festival itself. And and just to be asked to be part of a project like this, like I, you know, those guys, like when I started Feels Good, Grand Theft Bus was like my, you know, like I, I, I idolized those guys and, and I still idolize those guys. So I think uh, we all did slash do. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like they're legends uh, among us that just just are the best people and and have influenced so many musicians and those musicians have in turn influenced like we're looking at three generations three many generations of musicians influenced by that band you know and like yeah so for them to ask to do something like this it's nice it's it's like oh it's like um i think it's like a, it's like a benchmark almost you know yeah so just on the heels of that like they're obviously a dream act even though they're like we're we're kind of spoiled like they're a local local band that we've been seeing for 20 years but they really are a dream act and every time you see them it's just it's like oh yeah i, I don't yeah. even know how to explain it you know what i mean no i know exactly what you're talking about it's not it's not like we we all look up to them because they've just been playing for so long you know <laughs> like they've been no, they're top in, notch like absolutely top notch for forever and you know you always get better so like those guys just like they're like a like a, a fine wine or something. You know? They're just getting better and better. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's crazy. Yeah. Like we could have festivals in New Brunswick and book big acts from the the states or from any international act, but you put Grand Theft Bust on the on the lineup and it sells out quicker and easier than any other band in the East Coast. Oh yeah, yeah. We are. I mean, it's. It, I think we we all know it, but we are so spoiled for musical talent in this province and in this area of Canada. Like the a number of bands per people is crazy, and like good bands per people, it's amazing. Like yeah, we, from here to you know, Nova Scotia, yeah. You know, like this this year especially, like our festival is like seventy percent from the Maritimes. You know, like seventy percent of the people are playing are all from the Maritimes, which is so cool. It really is. It's yeah. it, like you just don't really realize how lucky you are because we've just been brought up in it. So it's it takes it's going somewhere else and like going looking for music. I mean, like yeah, that was all right. They're like just not finding anything anywhere until you're like, wow, we really have it good here. Yeah, exactly. Are there any dream acts that you hope to someday have at Folly? Is there anything that you've kind of been actively trying to book or anything like that? Well, okay. Um, has been a long process right this happening pretty much since the last time they played folly fest we've been trying to get them here um so that's really like this actual like we've been reaching out to them they've been busy 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 um a year before last folly fest i reached out to them about 2018 folly and they were like no but 2019 we're in so like this show has been actually planning it two years and trying to get it going for like six so we're oh, really, wow. really pumped to see them playing. And they're doing two sets. Uh, they're doing one afternoon and one night. Uh, and, man, the, the difference between Oka during the day and Oka at night is so amazing to see. I don't know. Have you ever seen them? No, I haven't. But I'm pretty excited about it this year. 
yeah it's gonna be awesome uh so that and i mean our honestly if you want to talk about a dream uh act it would always be cake um, oh absolutely and we did actively pursue it for a bit and we had to take a hard look at what our festival was right and make a decision it's like do we want to bring do we want to spend our entire band's budget on one band and mm-hmm. then add an additional budget on top of that and then have an extra 400 people show up that maybe haven't been to folly fest before and maybe don't understand what it's all about and maybe think it's just a rock show you know and then yeah. the vibe changes and then things are different and um we just decided that like that's not what folly fest is that's not what the village of gagetown is you know it's not a place to bring yeah. in yeah so yeah and it would bring it would bring in a lot more of our audience and stuff but like it's just like do we really want to our growth has always been slow and steady mm-hmm. um since the get-go like we haven't had that year where we double our audience you know so like that means that the idea behind the festival has been able to grow slowly and steadily so everyone gets it right like year after year people leave that festival grounds on monday morning and it is spotless yeah like, there's no garbage because people pick up after themselves they're they're sorting their garbage it's like it's amazing so yeah it really um, is so we're really happy with the route we've taken and it's kind of exciting too right because that means we, we get to look we get to be going out and looking for these bands that no one's heard and hopefully catch them before people hear them like you know for example talk when we had talk, like we snagged them right before it was just never going to be possible for us to grab them again. Yeah, that or was like, perfect timing. Or the Floozies or Dumpster Funk, you know, like all these bands are now just like not something we can do. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's what's so exciting about it, right? Because at the time you're like, maybe, maybe they'll be, but like, and, you know, there's some, there's some near misses we've had. Like we were so close to booking Golf Peck. Like, that would have been, been insane. Yeah. Yeah, so anytime someone posts them like, hey, Folly, Volpec would be amazing. We're like, quiet. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> like they, we can't, that's our entire that's our entire festival budget would be just to bring them in, you know, now because they've exploded so much. Yeah. Yeah. You're kind of like a talent scout in that sense, where you want to get the acts that are just about to explode, but just before they do, so you can just yeah. kind of yeah. afford and it's crazy it. How, yeah, and it's crazy how close it gets too, right? Like with something like Volpec, if we had put an offer in like a month earlier before they went on the Tonight Show, we would have been able to book them and we would have had them locked in, you know, like, yeah. Um, and with talk, like if we had booked them, if we'd waited another month or so, they would have, you know, we wouldn't have ever gotten them or like even um, a partner. We had partner last year. They have a tiny desk concert now, you know, like, so it's, it is, it's pretty exciting stuff. And, you know, it takes a lot of people to kind of like with their ear to the ground and, yeah, seeing what they see and you know, got to go to lots of festivals and, and all that fun stuff. Yeah, it's, it sounds kind of like fast paced and exciting. It is, especially this time of year. Everything is very fast paced and very exciting. And it's funny to see what it's like. Folly Fest has essentially become my new year. Uh, and I think for a whole lot of us, our new year, because right yeah. after Folly Fest, we start working on the next Folly Fest and then the build and the build and the build and everything's leading up to that. And then afterwards, you're like, okay. We start yeah. all over, <laughs> yeah. but it's yeah, certainly so exciting, like, that's for sure. Yeah, when you're trying to book bands, do you put out feelers for like, say, do you get like fifty percent of the bands you go after, or is it even less than that? Uh, I mean, with headliners, 
it's yep. probably closer to 15 to 20 percent like yep. there are a lot of ideas that are floating around before anything gets locked in you know because it's got to work on their end it's got to work on our end and there's so many moving parts that like to yeah. actually have it work it's it's been getting a lot easier because as years go by, we're, we're booking our larger acts earlier and earlier. So to mm -hmm. get them locked in and kind of anchor them in uh, makes things a bit smoother. But um, yeah, I kind of lost train of my thought there. I was just looking at my dog sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's perfect. You, you answered it. That's great. Oh, okay. okay great. <laughs> um, so you, you mentioned Oka as a huge highlight and a huge get for this year. Um, as far as like other past highlights, are there any, Anything that come to mind? Any bands that were like a a big, big get for you guys? Oh, Man Man for sure. Oh yeah, With they were awesome. That that when we had Man Man, that was like a dream. I was obsessed with them at the time, and when they actually <laughs> considered our offer and then said yes to it, it was I I didn't even know how to handle it. And then um, like the the signature sound guys were. I mean, they're always on point, but everything was just because they, they had their own front of house guys so everything was just so dialed in and i remember standing directly in between you know um right and left stage like right in the middle right like in front of the uh the sound tent and just yeah like you can't you can't <laughs> explain the satisfaction you feel when you're like this is like this band is here and playing right now and it yeah. sounds so good <laughs> you know? and i'm responsible for it <laughs> yeah, yeah. so uh yeah it's um that uh, that was probably as, as far as music goes that was way up there there was also another year um when uh early like probably fully two or three and old man uh ludeki or ludica or i always pronounce it wrong the first time right. um <laughs> he was playing and it was a sunny, beautiful day. And everyone was like, you know, there was probably just a hundred people out dancing. And there was this group of kids right in the middle of the dance floor building a sand castle. <laughs> it was the most <laughs> wonderful thing I'd ever seen. Like, just with their little buckets and shovels, digging away, people giving them lots of space. Or like last That's year, awesome. last, last year during, uh, I forget who it was, but Someone was playing in the afternoon. It was really nice, and it poured the night before because it always does one day, you know. Uh, and this little little kid was in his rain boots and just rolling around in the puddle. Like started with the splashing, and then like worked up to really getting into it. And, like the parents were just watching and letting it happen, and it was <laughs> so much fun watching. It was like that kid was just having the best time of their life, getting so muddy, and it was totally fine, you know. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's festival mindset right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get like a certain satisfaction from knowing that you're responsible for what's going on when everybody's having such a great time? Well, there's definitely, it's like, you know, the whole, whole the whole um, crew pretty much floats through the weekend, right? Because it's mm -hmm. like, uh, especially because, you know, there's, it's not just me doing this. There's a whole team of us working just around the clock, like Tanya, our volunteer coordinator, uh, the hour she puts in to making sure that things run smoothly and that the volunteers are looked after is crazy. Jen Pilar, our new president of the board, uh, officially voted in at our biannual board meeting at Paddlefest. Uh, mm -hmm. She does so much work with the vendors and stuff. So like, we're all basically like, it's it's how you get through the weekend, right? Because you're pretty much going on three, four hours sleep. Yeah. Um, so 
yeah, there definitely is a sense of, um, it's almost, I'd almost, I wouldn't say, I'd say it's like wonder at what has happened from the group of us putting in this effort to see it come to. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose it's so stressful leading up to it. That is kind of just a huge weight off the shoulders once it's kind of in motion and being. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's exact. And I mean, the stress, the first couple of years, the stress was definitely almost like quite terrifying. It's like, what are we forgetting? <laughs> What's going to happen? You know, are they going to shut us down? <laughs> like all this stuff. Um, but now when things are going really smoothly, we're like, okay, so uh, we're still waiting for, um, you know, the proverbial shit to hit the fan here. Uh, and it hasn't happened. So what's going to happen? When's it going to happen? If it doesn't happen soon, it's going to be real big. Like, mm-hmm. and uh, cause there's always something, right? There's always something that happens that you got to figure out. A lot of problem solving has to happen on the fly. Last year, for example, um, when we had to get our water tested because we're off of the well. Okay. And, uh, we got our water tested late last minute, last minute. And, um, we didn't do it right. So we turned on this faucet that was attached to a farm building that was basically filled with poop and <laughs> poured it for a few seconds and then filled up a bottle of water and sent it to them. Uh, and so it failed because we didn't clean the taps. We didn't let it run and freshen up. We just gave them stanky water. Right. Uh, and it failed on Thursday afternoon before Folly Fest. Now, usually this is like, okay, so you don't have a tap. That's not a big deal. But we have been strictly anti-bottled water from day one. Like, there's never been a bottle of water sold at Folly Fest, and there never will be. Uh, we don't right. allow bottled pop. We don't allow – like, we do allow cans of pop um, in certain scenarios. Just paper, but, paper water box? Yeah, we, we do our very, very best to uh, <laughs> keep that stuff down, you know? Like, um, yeah. So when all of a sudden our water supply – uh, has been deemed undrinkable due to our negligence in preparing a proper sample on a Thursday afternoon before Folly Fest, and it's going to be a really hot weekend, and no one brings bottled water to Folly Fest because they know that there's free water there. Uh, that's a huge problem. Definitely. So we wound up, we wound up uh, troubleshooting. Like I was sitting there, it was Mumble and I sitting there, uh, and we literally just said, like, I wonder what's going to happen this year. Stephen Lewis busts in the office door. He's like, guys. <laughs> the test failed. What do we do? And so Stephen called the test lady and convinced her to stay half an hour after the place closed on Thursday afternoon. And this place is like a time locked door that locks at four. So she was standing with the door open for half an hour waiting for Stephen to show up with the sample. So what we had to do is we had to figure out a way to purify this water. So I found us a plumber. And Mumble found us a um, UV filter. Wow. Because <laughs> so, that's what you, I guess that's what you do, is, is if your water's not uh, purified properly, you put a UV filter in, and through the miracles of science, it zaps all the impurities. Right. Um, yeah. So, a uh, buddy of mine, Eddie Compton, <laughs> working with Greystone, um, worked with him for years, called him up. I was like, please tell me you have extra guys that you can just have them drop whatever they're doing and come to Gagetown right now. And so he did. And so a guy came out and Mumble found a UV filter. Uh, and so we had it timed down. We're like, okay. So we had everything in place. We had a guy coming. We had guys ready to rush the sample into town. It was like 3.45, and she could only hold the door open until 4.30. It's a 40-minute drive. 
from Fredericton to Gagetown. So we had to figure out, he was like, if this guy doesn't show up with the right part in the next 30 seconds, it will be physically impossible for us to get this sample in in time. And doesn't he just peel in right at that exact moment? <laughs> Running with That's the crazy, the man. Like, the plumber's at the pipe, like, with his fingers out, like he's accepting a pass. And like, it was so crazy. So then all this happens and Mumble and I look at each other, it's like, do you want to move some picnic tables? We both just burst out <laughs> laughing because I was like, well, you know, what are you going to do? That's crazy. Yeah, it was, it was pretty nice. And that wasn't like that last year was the most stressful, relaxed Folly Fest I've ever had. Because it was very relaxed because we have so many people doing such a great job that I have more time to actually sit and watch the music and hang out with friends. And, and I'm not just running yeah. back and forth the whole time. But at the same time, there were so many, it, because it was, it was so fortunate it was so well run because um, so many things happened that if it wasn't running smoothly would have completely caused the festival to grind to a halt, you know? But because everything was running smoothly, when these things popped up, we just handled it. All right, well, I gotta, I gotta end this, but thank you so much for doing this, dude, and hopefully everything runs smooth this year. Yeah, thanks a lot. It was, uh, it was nice to chat. Well, uh, We'll see you in a few weeks. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, man. Okay. Bye. Yeah.